a special edition of Penn Weekly, taping this on a Saturday morning right before the start of the NBA playoffs. Sorry we couldn't get a podcast last week, still mourning over the loss of Zach Greinke and Kobe Bryant. Um, pretty horrific injuries. Greinke getting hurt by Carlos Quinton in a baseball brawl, and Kobe Bryant uh, getting hurt by Mike D'Antoni going Pet cemetery on Kobe Bryant's Achilles. Uh, I think he actually took a scalpel out there and uh, sliced him up. But uh, right now, we have Sun Penn on the line. Sun, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Uh, are we uh, still sad about Kobe Bryant? No, I'm over it. Uh, I was sad for maybe a night, maybe a day. Uh, I was kind of bummed out because I thought the Lakers could well, not thought, maybe hope that the Lakers could have some kind of miracle run in the playoffs, the way things are setting up with the uh, seeding and everything like that. But, you know, also that he might not uh, come back for a year. I guess his timetable has been moved up to a, a miraculous six months, six to nine oh months. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which uh, it sounds, sounds uh, almost humanly impossible. But we'll, we'll see where we're at. I, now, does David Stern secretly uh, approve Kobe Bryant's PED use? Uh, you know, I don't know if he'll approve it, but I think he's willing to look the other way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just can't wait till this big controversy comes out. Uh, David Stern and Kobe Bryant's secret. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, it was pretty uh, sad, a saddening experience think that, you know, when when it happened, I actually thought this could have been the last time we'll ever watch Kobe Bryant play, at least at a an elite level. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, but, Son, are you excited for the NBA playoffs? I am excited. Uh, well, I like a lot of the matchups. Uh, you know, Spurs-Lakers is always a classic. Thunder Rockets with the James Harden history. You know, Nuggets-Warriors with the I mean, the winner might average 135 points in that series. Uh, that's a bit of a bit of a stretch, but maybe 120 in that series. Uh, Clippers Grizzlies, no love lost in that in that uh, in that in that series as well. Um, on the East, you got a bunch of series that nobody really cares about because, other than the Knicks Celtics, because that's a marquee matchup with two big cities. Um, but otherwise. Everybody believes that he are going to take the entire conference, so uh, not very much drama. Unless you want to talk about the Pacers Hawks, uh, that's a that's a series that almost everyone's looking forward to as well. <laughs> <laughs> now, before this morning, I didn't even know who the Pacers were playing. I I had no idea. Um, this might be the first ever blacked out series on TV. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's the over-under for the six games they're going to play each other on NBA TV? All six? Uh, maybe one of them. Maybe one of them will be on TNT. I can't see more than... I can see four games being on NBA TV in that series. <laughs> and will anybody miss them? No, yeah, probably not. Uh, it might be a good series. It's just not a very compelling series. I don't know what the Hawks' identity is other than Josh Smith. Al Hortford, 
and uh, you know the Pacers they play one of the sort of slowest grinded out games in the league defense first mentality so um, well let's go ahead and get into it let's go ahead and uh, talk NBA playoffs so let's go ahead and start on the East so we can just really get get through with that as soon as possible starting off with the one and eight seed matchup between the Bucks and the uh, 2013 champions Miami Heat. Oh, the Heat are going to win this year. Well, uh, I, are you asking? <laughs> is that even a question? <laughs> <laughs> well, even though Brandon Jennings may think that uh, the Bucks may win in six games, I think the Heat are probably going to win in either four or five games. Um, the, they're going to win four or five games? No, win oh, in four or five games. Oh, okay. <laughs> they might, might, one of their wins might count as double because they're so bored waiting for the other series to end, uh, play another game. I don't know. Yeah, I, the Heat are too dominant ever since they got Birdman. Uh, I'm, I, surprisingly, short up their front court issues with rebounding and rim protection. Um, the Bucks traded away Tobias Harris. Do you know Tobias Harris's numbers this year after the trade? For a small forward, he's averaging 19 and 9 on the Magic. Really? As, as a small forward. Wow, that's that's impressive. Magic has some pieces. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe not that, but not not that exactly, but something like that. Um, I'm looking it up right now. It's actually 17 points, uh, almost, uh, you know, eight and a half rebounds. So pretty close to like Al Gasol and his prime numbers from, from a small forward. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So Tobias Harris, uh, a steal of the trade, I think. Anyway, that's more about the magic talk. Uh, yeah, the, this, I'm, I'm done talking about this, uh, Heat and, Four or five games. Yeah, it's going to be a runaway train. Uh, a lot of a lot of fancy dunks and forgettable plays for the Heat. It's going to be a real smashing. It. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a sweep. Each game, three blowouts and one close game. Uh, moving on, then. I guess the I guess the only question is who's going to end up with the playoffs with uh, more tattoos. Birdman, J.R. Smith, or Mata Ellis? <laughs> for, uh, well, Birdman's about done. Except for his um, So maybe, uh, oh, that's tough. J.R. Smith, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Birdman doesn't start putting face tattoos. <laughs> maybe the NBA is it is. I mean, David Stern has a dress code about what you can wear to the games and things like that, but you think he has a tattoo code, no tattoos on the face? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see him looking like a Maori warrior. <laughs> just, his tribal tattoos yeah. over his eyes. Yeah. I don't know who you are. I don't I mean, I don't care who you are. It always takes a little bit of adjustment every time you see a person with a face tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing is... uh. You know, I didn't know Birdman was on a heat. I kept thinking, uh, you know, who's this dark-skinned fellow? And then, and then you look closer, and it's just 
a white man covered in tattoos to the point where he no longer looks white. <laughs> yeah, he's he's pretty much inked out. <laughs> yeah, so all right. Uh moving on, the the marquee matchup in the East for the first round. The Celtics versus the Knicks. Um now are the Knicks for real? What do you think's gonna happen this race? I think the Knicks are probably a better team than the Celtics right now with how the Celtics are dealing with injuries. I think the Knicks are, are for real, as in the sense that I think they'll make the Eastern Conference final. But, you know, if they were get, to get there and play the Heat, I don't think it would be much of a series for the Knicks. So, uh, in a sense, they are, and they're, they're contenders in a way that they might be one of the last four teams remaining, but I don't think they're going to make it much further than that. So, if I had to guess, or not guess, but if I had to pick, make a prediction, I'd say the Knicks win this in a six or seven games. All right. Yeah, it's, I'm pretty excited for this matchup. Uh, you know, a lot of blood, bad blood between the two teams. I just remember a couple of years ago when the Knicks started playing well, and uh, Paul Pierce said, <laughs> We have a they have arrived. The Knicks are here, but uh, the Celtics have always beat the Knicks the past couple of years. So I'm excited to see the Knicks win uh, and beat up on the Celtic team. They're pretty hurt. KG is hurt. Paul Pierce he's uh he's doing okay, but he's kind of hurt. No Rondo and. So the Knicks do have injury issues as well. They have Tyson Chandler with a bad neck and bad back. Uh, that's usually not a good sign. Hopefully he'll be healthy enough to uh, play well. So my prediction is Knicks and six. Moving on then, we're going to go to the series. First ever uh, online-only series. <laughs> the Pacers versus the Hawks. Now, try to make this interesting for me. Well, the Hawks are, they run a couple of plays that are kind of interesting. The uh, Al Horford, Josh Smith pick and roll with uh, Josh Smith as the ball handler. That's kind of a fun play. It works, uh, every time I see that play, it works maybe 90% of the time uh, as far as a good position goes. So it's actually not a bad play. They just don't do it very much. Uh, they've got Jeff Teague. And uh, Devin Harris, who are Laker killers. <laughs> well, <laughs> Devin Harris is. Um, Kyle Corver, who's a good shooter, he could spread out the defenses, which is what you need against a Patriots defense, who pretty much have length and size uh, every uh, defensive position or every uh, every position defensively. Uh, with George Hill uh, has long arms, Paul George. Uh, very big for a, a shooting guard. Um, sometimes they play much small forward. And Matt Stevenson, who is also really good defensively, so that's a tough uh, uh, three positions on the wing already defensively. Then you got Roy Hibbert, who's bigger than most uh, players in the NBA, um, clogging up the paint with David West, who's a who's pretty good uh, rebounder. So you have a lot of uh, defense out there. That, the thing with the Pacers is how, if, where, where is their scoring going to come from? So uh, unless David West and Paul George goes nuts, uh, they'll, they'll make it past this series, but I don't know how far they'll get. I'd say that uh, the Pacers 
they win this series, and I'd say that I, I give I, I go six against this uh, Hawks team. Okay. Um, all right, Pacers and six. Also, I think you also spent about three minutes too long talking about the Hawks Pacers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you know, the thing is, I do like the Pacers. The Hawks, for some reason, they lose Joe Johnson. They win the same amount of games. Uh, I don't know what that means. All I mean, I think this means that uh, even the teams in the NBA sleep on the Hawks, not, not just the fans. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, we'll see where Josh Smith ends up after this season. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's re-signing with the Hawks for the max deal, and I hope the Pacers advance because uh, I want to see a, another Roy Hibbert uh, Gangnam style dance. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, a, a win, winning series uh, brings that to the table. Uh, I'm going to say Pacers in seven. I'm going to go ahead and move on to the Bulls versus the Brooklyn Nets. Son, what do you think? Uh, you know, Noah's probably going to be out for the first game and maybe even the second game and maybe even the series. Who knows how his, his foot's uh, doing. So that's a big loss for the Bulls if uh, Noah can't play. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with the Nets in this series because Aaron Williams finally can dunk the ball again. Um, he's got a lot of players who are overpaid, but uh, if you if just look at that, them as players, they still can, you know, they're still good players um, who can do things like Joe Johnson and Darren Williams and uh, Brooke Lopez. So, and the Nets are playing, playing really well as of late, and the Bulls are, are good. They're grinding it out. They're they're pretty much maximizing the talent on the team, but I don't think it'll be enough in this series. I say Nets in seven. Yeah, it's going to be a really close series. The grinding team versus the Nets, a team that uh, right now I don't know if they have an identity. I haven't seen very many Nets games this year. Um, but I've seen plenty of Bulls games. And when I watched Bulls, really physical team. They really play really well defensively. And I think they're going to upset the Nets and win it in seven. And I think uh, Jay-Z will go to maybe one game at the Barclays Center. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be a close series. Hopefully Justin Timberlake makes it to a game. You know what? He probably won't. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we move ahead to the 4-5 matchup. Um, actually, no. We already talked. That was a 4-5 matchup, right? Yeah. East is done. The East is done. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> we got that out of the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to the good stuff. Um, starting off, we got OKC versus the Houston Rockets. I think this is going to be a fun series because of the, the history of James Harden and how... The Rockets really do have an elite offense with uh, one big and basically four shooters uh, on the court at the whole time. Um, 
well, three to four shooters. They have Harden, um, Jeremy Lin, if you count him as a shooter, Chandler Parsons, who is a really good player, actually, uh, who can handle the ball and hit the catch-and-shoot threes, and even uh, some off-the-dribble stuff. So he's a really good player. only thing is that the difference that separates these two teams is one plays defense and one doesn't. Uh, up a ton of points uh, while the Thunder protect the rim and have uh, above-average players on defense at a lot of the key positions, um, power forward and uh, shooting guard. So it'll be a fun series, but I don't know how competitive it'll be. Uh, I'd say the Thunder and uh, I'll give them six, six games, which may be a game too much, but I'm hoping that it'll be six games, I guess. Yeah, I'm really hoping it's going to be a long, drawn-out series. Uh, the one thing that the Thunder have that, well, maybe two things that the Thunder have that the Rockets don't have is two top-five players uh, in Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Um, the Thunder have so much uh, top-end talent. But I'm a really big Houston Rockets fan. I really like watching them play, you know, they chuck up a ton of threes, and they're always on the move. James Harden is a fun player to watch. And, you know, let's not forget about Lynn Sanity. You know, I'm still a big Lynn Sanity fan, even though he's not scoring 20 points in dish on 10 assists a game. Uh, still rooting for him. And, but I think the Thunder have a lot of talent. They got the Baca and the Dave Durant and rest Russell Westbrook, so that top end time is just just too much for the Rockets to handle, and maybe James Harden could pull out a big game and win a couple games for him, but my guess is we're going to see the James Harden that got a blow-by from Jody Meeks on a dunk in overtime. <laughs> you know, James Harden has always I don't, I think he's been a poor defender his whole career has just been exposed I mean, last year in the Thunder Lakers series, Kobe Bryant, anytime James Harden was guarding Kobe Bryant, he just went straight to the post and abused him or drew a foul or something because he's just not a good defender. <laughs> and, uh, and I think uh, Kobe just loves seeing him out there instead of Seth Lohser. Um <laughs> But, he, but you know, he's just an offensive player who is really good at drawing fouls. He's led the league in free throw attempts. This year, you can believe that, beating out players like uh, Kevin Durant, who seems like he gets a recall. And or LeBron Dwight James, Howard. Or Dwight Howard, who is <laughs> fouled at will. Uh, I don't think there's even attempts at the ball anymore when he gets the ball down low. He just, they just grab his arms and just try to break his thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's going to be great. Um, so I'm really... Excited for that one. Uh, I'm going to watch every game for that series. So I'm guessing Thunder and Five. Uh, it's just too much talent. Too much talent. Too much talent for Thunder. All right, moving on then. We got our two seventh seed. Our uh, our beloved Lakers have gone through our, one of the craziest seasons of all time for a Laker fan against the rock steady. Bears team that still amazingly has Tim Duncan on it, playing at a high level. 
Son, what do you think? I think this is going to be a really close series. I, I, you know, as a Laker fan who, who is living in this San, San Antonio right now, uh, I couldn't think of a better matchup for the Lakers um, because uh, I think it's the right now the best matchup for the Lakers um, as far as the one, two, three of the top five teams in the the West, and I will be able to go to. Uh, Game two, actually, um, to see the, the Lakers first. Um, I think that the Lakers will, you know, this series, um, unfortunately, I think it'll go six games, though, um, with the Lakers going up. I could even see the Lakers winning two of the first three games and then just collapsing at the end. Um, it just seems as though they'll need more than uh, – really, all they have is Pau Gasol and Dwight Howard right now. And a bunch of spare part backups <laughs> playing <laughs> playing minutes, and then Tony might even shorten his rotation to five in the series. <laughs> <laughs> five players, uh, five man rotation. So who knows what's going to happen with, <laughs> with the coaching? <laughs> yeah. What do you think is going to happen in this series? Well, I'm a big Laker fan. I'm a big Laker hopeful. I actually think the Lakers will win the series in six games, even though uh convention says Spurs in seven. I think the Lakers have enough adrenaline and juice, and Al Gasol's revival of becoming a triple-double threat from the high post is uh, incredibly amazing. He has a lot to prove, and I think he's going to really you know, play well in the series. And I think Dwight Howard has a lot to prove. You know, everybody wants to show that, you know, without Chloe Bryant, you know, we're still, uh, you know, professional NBA players. So, and the Spurs, they're hobbling right now. You know, a lot of people are down on them. A lot of people are saying that they lost the past six or seven against the West right now. And Parker, Duncan, and Ginobili are all hobbling. It looks like the perfect storm for a Lakers fan. If there's any team in the West the Lakers can beat in the seven-game series, it's the Spurs. So I'm pretty excited to see the Lakers. And the only problem is Popovich is a really good coach, maybe the best coach in the league, versus one of the more uh, nonsensical and bizarre coaches in the league, Mike D'Antoni. And for the past 10 years, Pop has been killing D'Antoni in the playoffs. And we'll just see what happens. The coaching will be a big factor in in this series. Uh, Popovich, world class coach like D'Antoni, uh, maybe world world gym coach. Uh, um, <laughs> he's not that great of a coach. Um, although they're bringing him back next year, so well, they have no choice. They're paying Mike down a lifetime supply of Chick Fil A. They can't get another <laughs> coach. So there's a chance that Steve Nash will play in this series. I thought he was done for the season, despite what the Lakers have been doing as by listing him as doubtful for every game for the last, you know, eight or nine games or so. Uh, but he he may play, and he will. If he did play, he would start alongside Steve Blake. Now, my question for you is: Do you think Steve Blake is a better fit for the Lakers than Steve Nash? If you mean by better fit, can actually move around a court. At full speed, <laughs> probably. Steve Nash, 
Yeah, I used to think Steve Blake was the slowest point guard in the league. And now you look at Steve Nash. Steve Blake is actually faster than Steve Nash. It's crazy. <laughs> but uh, if Blake can score 20 uh, with his Twin Tower offense, I think Steve Nash can score 20 just because he's such an elite shooter. Um, when you put them out together... You, the only the only hope is you hope the Spurs are bringing out Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker to make this the, the oldest playoff backcourt uh, <laughs> series. Uh, yeah, I, no, 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 no one under thirty allowed. Yeah, I think Steve Blake might be a better fit because he plays better defense. You know, it's not great defense, but it's more activity. You can get around a screen. You can. Jump higher than a phone book, uh, although maybe only by two phone books lengths. Uh, I mean, he, he literally can't jump much either. But uh, it, it, the really the, the Lakers are really do need backcourt help, and Steve Nash would help uh, even if it, even on one one leg. You know, Darius oh. Morris or Chris Duhon coming in the game. Oh, Chris Duhon looked like he spent the entire season at Church's Chicken. <laughs> Yeah, he's gained a lot of weight. Um, what do you think of uh, Kobe talking about uh, rehabbing? And, you know, he said he was a whole year he didn't do anything. When he went home, he would just sit down and he doesn't do it. He doesn't go out at night. He doesn't put any, you know, physical stress on his body than playing basketball. You know, are we going to see a Kobe Bryant next year going everywhere in a wheelchair or a mobility scooter? Uh, as soon as the game is over, he just hops on a scooter and drives into the locker room <laughs> to save the save time <laughs> with his legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does not care about his public image. I don't think so. There's a possibility he will he'll be on one of those walkers with one leg where you just pedal and put your knee on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I'd like to see him get a just uh, after timeout, somebody comes out with a wheelchair. He just sits down, and somebody pushes him over to the bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, one thing about this series is Kobe Bryant's live tweeting during the games. Uh, he's pretty intense right now on social media, so that's one thing to watch for. Yeah, uh, Kobe is a very interesting person. I think he's uh, more than a player. He just so uh, he goes to such great lengths to to play well at a high level. He says he, as soon as he's done playing, he ices his legs and you know puts him in hot water. You know all these things that nobody does because you know he's, he said he stopped eating sugar, um, eating healthier, kind of what Steve Nash has been doing the last few years, and that's why I really do think he's going to get a Segway or a mobility scooter just to go around town and you know not walk around anymore and put stress on his legs so he could play better. I don't think it's a, I think if somebody said he could come back at 95% that he did that kind of stuff, I think he would do it. <laughs> uh, he's, he's an intense athlete. Um, and, you know, hopefully he comes back. You know, I, I do want to see Kobe Ryan still play the game of basketball. And, uh, it would be great to see him as a Laker. But, you know, 
we'll see what happens. I mean, there's so much stuff about the amnesty and the uh, $80 million looming luxury tax, but we could get into that later. Um, so what's your final prediction for the Lakers series? Oh, it's Spurs and six. Okay. I'm Lakers at six. Let's go ahead and move on. There's other teams to talk about. Let's go ahead and go to the next matchup. Three and six. The Golden State Warriors versus the Denver Nuggets. What do you think? Oh, Nuggets are a really good team, especially at home. They only lost three games at home this year, which, as past history suggests, you know, is a really elite uh, record, uh, 38 and 3. I believe that their record was. Um, they they play super fast, just like the Warriors. They play crazy defense. Um, I wouldn't say it's good defense. It's more like frenetic and, you know, scrambling defense of, like, the George Carl Sonics days where they switch everything and just leave open shooters and just, you know, uh, try to close out and chase uh, players off the three-point line. So... They they do the same things the Warriors do, only they do it better. So I would say that the Warriors will lose the series and the Nuggets will win the series in five. Uh, with the you know I could yeah I could say that there's gonna be one crazy uh, Stephen Curry game where he goes for maybe forty or fifty, but other than that, uh, they don't really have much of a chance against the Nuggets. Yeah. It's- it's going to be an uphill battle for the uh, Golden State Warriors, the first ever playoff series um, in the past five years. Uh, the first ever series for a lot of these guys, like David Lee, Stephon Curry, Clay Thompson. So they're really going to be in this deer in the headlights look. Uh, first ever playoff series for Mark Jackson. It's, it's It should be closer on paper just because two teams both play the same type of style. But the Nuggets, they've been playoffs, you know, a lot recently with George Carl being a great coach. So it looks like the Nuggets are going to take this pretty easily. But I think it's going to be really entertaining. They're going to go up and down. I guess the only worry for the, worry for the uh, Nuggets would be, you know, are they healthy? They don't have Gallo. They don't. Fareed sprained his ankle pretty badly. Ty Lawson's coming off plantar fasciitis. So they're dealing with injuries. Maybe they lose a couple games because of injuries and because of that Warriors crowd in the Oracle Arena to be super crazy in games three and four. So I'm going to say Nuggets in seven. Oh, wow. You think they'll lose a home game in this series? The Nuggets? Yeah. No. I don't think they'll lose a home game. So they'll win every game. Every the home game home team will win every game. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good choice. A young team like the uh Warriors I don't think have a chance at on the road. And I think the Warriors crowd is uh gonna be really off the charts just like the two thousand seven season. Uh, I'm far less optimistic than you about the Warriors' chances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's go ahead on the final matchup of the NBA playoffs. We have the 4-5 and five seed. Uh, let's see, who are they? 
It's the, the Clippers and the oh the the backyard brawl. The probably the most testy and feisty series of uh this year. There's gonna be a lot of chirping, a lot of shoving, a lot of nasty under the basket plays with uh Blake Griffin and and uh Randolph getting mixed up. Zebo is just gonna be twisting Blake's arm all the series, so it's gonna be a really nasty seventy five to seventy series. What do you think's gonna happen in series time? Yeah, the the Grizzlies are it's they kinda of play like the nineties New York Knicks. They just like to get things uh dirty. Well, I don't want to say dirty, but they wanna like muck things up and slow the game down. They only average like 92 points a game or something like that, but they only give up like 85 or 86. I don't know the exact numbers, but it's it's, it's a lot. Both numbers are way below league average. So, and the Clippers, uh, they play a style like they like to get out and run, lots a lot of one-on-one stuff, pick and roll, and stuff. The Grizzlies are good at shutting down, but the only thing is, Chris Paul is so good, he makes things work. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting matchups going on in the series. A lot of hate. I don't know if it's like actual hate, but like sports hate, sports rivalry going on in this series where uh, the teams just play, they play don't like each other. And I think that it's going to go to the Grizzlies actually, seven games. Um, even though that seventh game is in Los Angeles. Um, both teams want 56 games, so they're, they're pretty equal. But yeah, I, I, seven game. I'll, I'll give it to the Grizzlies. Seven games in Grizzlies. That's interesting. I'm actually a bigger Grizzlies fan than Clippers fan, even though I'm in, here in LA. I haven't got, gotten on the Clippers bandwagon yet. Um, maybe because there's just too much posturing from Clippers fans versus Lakers fans, and pretty testy. But I think it's going to be a great series. Uh, you know, I like how the Grizzlies play. They play. Yeah, I think. The league actually allows them to hand check. The only team that allows them to hand check. <laughs> so this is just these two big bullies, Gasol and Zebo, just shoving people all day long in the paint. And you know, Blake, he's a pretty emotional guy. He flips out. He's, he plays hard too. So, and then you have a really. Testy and feisty guy like Chris Paul against a really testy and feisty guy like Kobe. These teams are just going to be so quick to agitate each other. Yeah, um, Tony Allen will be a. Uh, he's going to guard Chris Paul most of the time, I think, and those guys really don't like each other. I don't think. So. Oh yeah. It's going to be really every every defensive matchup is going to be like two guys who just don't like each other. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and then you have Karam Butler. You know he's a testy guy, and then you bring off the bench a guy like Matt Barnes, who <laughs> actually had a police officer last summer stalk him so he could arrest him. <laughs> you guys are all just troublemakers. You know, Zebo's been a troublemaker his entire life. <laughs> Uh, I think the story, the most famous story about Zebo is uh, how his entourage beat up drug dealers with pew cues or pew stick, pull sticks. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> 
the, I mean, Zebo Zebo stuff in, in his like past is like nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, is this gonna be a basketball game or just a pure pure street brawl? <laughs> yeah, I, I I would not be surprised if this is one of those series where it's decided by a fight breaking out of the court and like somebody steps comes off the bench and they're suspended. You know, that that might swing the series. I mean, this is, is one that of the series. Is that why the Clippers got so much depth? Is uh, just in case there's some uh, massive mass suspension. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they might have to get, uh, you know, Brian Hollins to pull a Dexter Pittman and elbow somebody in the face when they're when they're driving down the lane. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's gonna be great. Uh, and then you know, yeah, and let's not forget another testy guy, Tayshawn Prince, the newly acquired <laughs> Prince. Just another. Another guy who just likes to agitate and put their, you know, fingernail on some guy's hip really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of those kind of players in this series who are just kind of ready to muck things up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good throwback series. Like the uh, 90s Heat versus Knicks type series. Yeah, this is the second year in a row they've played, too, so. Oh, yeah, seven games. This one's going seven. I'm guessing uh, Clippers and seven again. Clippers are, they have more talent, and, you know, they got the best player on the court, Chris Paul. Uh, you know, one, one of the bigger floppers in the league and also one of the toughest and most fierce competitors in the league. Really tippy guy. Yeah. You know what I think, I think along that line, along those lines, the Lakers need more players who know how to flop. <laughs> I know Kobe doesn't like it, but like they really do need guys who can take charges because that'll stop a lot of the penetration stuff, fast breaking, hopefully. So they just got to get Steve Nash, Steve Blake, Jody Meeks, Anton Jameson, all these guys to start flopping so they can get a calls on on defense so that people think twice about going inside. Uh, well, the thing is, dude, these guys are all over 30. They don't like, they don't like falling on the ground anymore. Oh, uh, Jody Meeks did. How about that? Yeah, so Jody Meeks, the only guy. You know, I guess they missed uh, Derek Fisher's uh, flopping and then Sasha Vujic. Yeah, they probably missed his flopping. Too. Yeah, they, they need those guys. The thing is, they got so many strong guys like Ron Artest who, if he takes the charge, you know, do you think, you know, it's fake because nobody can move this guy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this guy's like a brick wall. Yeah. I mean, if you see him get fall down on a charge, you think something like, you know, it's fake because this guy is just too strong. Uh, brick wall. Strongest hands in the league. Uh, so, what a playoff. I'm really excited. Probably going to spend the next couple of days just uh, drinking orange cream soda, watching the games. Oh, I only I only get the good stuff if the Lakers make the finals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. 
Yeah, it's going to be great. Great. What's the thing you're looking most forward to this first round? Well, we talked a lot about a lot of it, but uh, all the West matchups I'm interested in because it's basically a dream dream playoff for the NBA. You know, you got history in all of the matchups uh, except for maybe Nuggets Warriors, which will be a, I, I, my guess is a super high scoring uh, series, so it'll be fun to watch. And the other series in the West, you know, have some kind of history behind them. In the East, uh, pretty boring, except for uh, the Knicks Celtics, and that's going to be a fun series. Two marquee cities and two marquee teams. Um, so just to, you know, just star power, you know, just like Ed Gates driven by star power, you know, that's something I like to watch. But yeah, that's basically what I'm looking forward to. Of course, I want the Lakers to advance. Um, I'll be cheering for them, obviously. Um, but yeah, other than that, maybe Kobe Bryant will come back. Uh, D'Antonio put him in anyway. <laughs> As D'Antonio's nuts. This guy is nuts. I saw a tweet the other day. I was like, uh, Gary Vitti tells D'Antonio, Kobe just ruptured his Achilles. And D'Antonio says, the, what, 20-minute cat next game? <laughs> <laughs> this guy is nuts. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. That's how he just runs these players to the ground. <laughs> uh, he, he has a special vendetta. Um, you know, I, he's like an angry foreman uh, trying to fix the house under six months when uh, <laughs> you need to, to build it. This is our driving foreman. You know, the thing is, Gary Morris played in that Rockets game, and he was not bad. He actually hit a few jumpers and, you know, played well. Why couldn't he have done that when Kobe Bryant didn't need a rest? I don't know. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, the Lakers would be in much better position to win a championship or even a playoff series if they had Kobe Bryant still. <laughs> yeah. thing is, with Hal Gasol and Dwight playing and, and you throw in a, a good Kobe Bryant in there, there's a good chance they could make it to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it was the short-sightedness of D'Antoni. I know. Well, also, I don't know if the Lakers get past the Nuggets, but yeah, yeah, you know, but yeah, they would. It'd be a fun series if they even got that far. They maybe figure things out. Yeah. They sound the Twin Towers, you know. I like that Twin Towers. You know, finally Gasol and Dwight are playing well together, and I don't know why D'Antoni couldn't have figured this out. Didn't he watch Bynum and Gasol? If you could, if you did what Bynum and Gasol did there, and then you you put in a better player like Dwight, who does almost the same thing as Bynum, wouldn't you say it could work? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why you said two big men can't work when uh, two big men have won the championship. For years. <laughs> it's a blueprint. Uh, stubborn guy. Stubborn, stubborn guy. Wow. But, yeah, I'm excited that Palkasaw is getting these monster numbers. I mean, these are pretty good numbers he's been putting up these last few games. 
Triple double from a oh, yeah. We can't dribble very well. <laughs> wow, yeah, seriously. Um I you know, I'd like to look at the stats and, and see if there's ever been a, a power forward who's had two triple doubles in three games. Or this is actually the only stretch of Powell's career where he's done that. Yeah, he only has like seven or eight or six or seven or eight triple doubles in his career. He came in the last week, so I mean, I mean, he's not washed up, I don't think, <laughs> as many people thought he was. Uh, no, no, it's, it's Mike Antoni who really washed him up. No idea. How <laughs> <laughs> that A future Hall of Famer. In this, in this, <laughs> this prime. The cell end of this prime, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Perplexing. If only the yeah. Lakers had a better coach, uh, the season would be a lot different. But, you know, I think that's a story for another day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's not get into the uh, whole we want Phil stuff. <laughs> yeah. Even though Phil Jackson is thinking about coaching again, um, what do you say if he comes back? Well, well something happened to Mike D'Antoni. Uh, well, <laughs> with that voice contract. Like uh, yeah, the, uh, Rick Pitino situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think Laker fans can only hope, and uh, you know, maybe even some crazy Laker fans are even uh, plotting right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if there's a Rick Pitino situation happening to Mike D'Antoni, <laughs> yeah, you'll know <laughs> it's from a crazy Laker fan. Maybe even Kobe Bryant. <laughs> they might have to recruit some of the recruit some of the, the gangs in uh in the city or something. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um well son already I know you gotta go. Uh got anything to plug? Uh no, not at the moment. Just uh NBA playoffs. It's fantastic. Yeah. The playoffs are back, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's our show today. That's ten weekly, and uh, I guess we'll see you guys later.